Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Everyone thinks he or she is the best football expert on the planet. I'm playing for pride now. And my prize gone. We're very passionate people here. Well, We're ready to come for the W, yeah? You, these girls will smoke you, man. Yeah. Hello and welcome again to the Mirror Game Walkthrough. It's Wednesday, which means we're here to debate the very latest gaming news from around the gaming industry. Joining me again today is Matt Aldous, who joined us last week. Hi again, Matt. You all right? Hi, I'm good. Thanks for having good. me again. <laughs> no problem at all. And coming from the substitutes bench to a starting position this week is Lewis Barton. Lewis, how you doing, mate? I'm doing great, thanks. Thanks for having me on. No problem at all. Uh, Lewis, obviously this is your first time on the walkthrough, so if you could just give us a quick rundown of your role at Mirror Gaming and give us a bit of detail about you, please. Yeah, so um, I'm a gaming content creator for Mirror Gaming, and I mainly cover FIFA and Football Manager. So, uh, yeah, more on the football side than the other, other gaming side. But, uh, yeah, I love doing uh, anything to do with FIFA. It's all I really play, really, isn't it? Football games. <clears throat> so, yeah, it's my it's my field of expertise. Um, but, yeah, uh, hopefully I can bring some FIFA knowledge to this podcast. That that's that would be perfect. Thank you very much, Lewis. Great to have you on. Um, and uh, yeah, I wish you all the best in your first appearance on the walkthrough. So uh, welcome. Uh, today, we've got some really, really hot topics to talk about. We've got The Last of Us Episode 1 review. We've got some FIFA 23 controversy. We've got the Warzone 2 Season 2 possibly being delayed as well as Starfield. No, not again. Um, we've also got uh, Lewis talking about what he looks forward to in EA Sports FC later on this year. And we can also talk about the first major Fortnite update of the year as well in 2023. But for our first topic there's only one place to start really and that's the last of us tv show episode one for all of uh, you you've uh, not not been around for it uh the hbo's last of us is based on the video game the last of us from 2013 episode one aired on sunday in the us and on monday in the uk uh, it's officially the second largest hbo debut since 2010 more than 4.7 million viewers tuned in for the first episode uh it's a crazy amount of viewers i will say from the start uh the, there's going to be some spoilers so if you haven't seen episode one Feel free to tune out and tune back in later on uh, because we will be going through episode one in detail. So please, if you haven't seen episode one, we don't want to spoil it for you. Uh, well, you've got our permission to turn off and then come back on at a later time. But if you have watched episode one, then you can enjoy our roundup of the episode with us. Um, Matt, uh, I know that uh, you've watched it, as have I. Uh, Lewis, uh, I know you, you haven't watched all of it, but you've watched like a, a recap of it. Um Shall we just go through the first episode first of all, and just give an overall thoughts on on how you thought it was? Uh, Matt, do you wanna do you wanna get us cracking? Oh, it was it was a good one. It was a good one. Uh, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Like I can't think of a time where I've watched the opening episode of something and it and I've just genuinely just been all in for for the whole thing um there's it there's like there's only one one thing that oh, no. i uh was was disappointed by but i think that's more of a it's a personal thing to me than it is to do with the actual writing or or the acting or whatever and that's the opening scene and again if anybody is watching and they haven't seen it and they're going to watch it 
there's going to be spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> so the opening scene where the sci- they're on a, a talk show and, and the scientists are talking about how um, if if fungi 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 fungi, fungi um, <laughs> can uh, if that can learn how to survive in warmer temperatures, then you know there's going to be this massive outbreak, um, and everything in that was brilliant. Like the the script was good. I thought the description was really good. It was really realistic. It was really like oh this could happen, which made it very scary. Um, however, I felt like I was completely taken out of the show before it even really started because of who they cast as the the host of that chat show, who I know him as Big Head from Silicon Valley. And <laughs> if you haven't watched Silicon Valley, it is a comedy. And, uh, and the guy that plays Big Head is primarily a comedy actor. Um, Albeit, like, fair, fair enough, he's got a, a role, you know, a, a, a much better role, better role, but, like, a, you know, in a more serious thing or, or whatnot, and he's expanding his, his sort of acting horizons. But for me, that casting just really, really didn't lend itself to, uh, to being able to keep me in it. I, I wished it was somebody who was anonymous, who I had no, no sort of prior experience to. Um, because that for me, that just like I had to sort of get over that fact. I just think it was a, a I think personally, it was a poor casting choice on the basic basis of they picked a comedy actor to play a serious role in the opening scene of a very serious series, and that for me just like made me go, Oh, what, what minute was that's big head, and and that just didn't allow me to fully get immersed into it straight mm. off the straight off the bat so i had to sort of wait until that had finished and then and then i could go right okay now mm. now we'll i'll get into it did you manage to rewatch that first scene yeah i went back and rewatched it there's yeah. nothing wrong with the writing it's it's pure it's purely it's purely me purely me um i i don't know why I have such strong feelings about it, <laughs> but but I do, and I wish they had cast somebody who is either either a well-renowned, like serious sort of actor. And I don't want to because it's not fair because like the dude's an actor and and he is he he's got this role in this massive show, and um and like you know fair enough for for that. Mm. But it's just the from more from like a production or 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 directing point of view like i don't really know why you would have someone who's been synonymous with comedy hmm. in the opening hmm. of a of a serious thing it's if he was in it like a bit further down the line like they cut back to it once you sort of allowed yourself to get immersed into it i think that would have worked fine for me but this is like i say a very personal <laughs> sort of point of view on it and i i, I can't i can't fault the scene itself but I think the casting was slightly off. So were you sort of seeing rather than a talk show host, you were seeing Big Head? Yeah, yeah. I was literally like, I was literally like, ah, oh, it's Big Head. Like waiting <laughs> like, for him to do something like Big Head, like the whole yeah. time, sort of. <laughs> yeah, that's basically that's that's basically like it just took me out of mm. being able to be immersed in it, and I was yeah. so excited to be immersed in it that that 
disappointment felt immediately felt quite big. In retrospect, it's not that big of a deal. But like, but in that moment where I'd been so amped up to watch this series, I like mm. I it aired in the UK at two AM. I got up at six in the morning to watch it to before work. <laughs> And before, like, my son was up and, like, I, I had to watch it the, the minute I could muster the strength to climb out of bed. And and so that I'd put in a lot of effort and then, and then that scene just completely threw me out of it off the rip. But I don't think it really, you know, it's, it's not something I can really say, like, devalues or, or changes, like, the, the, the overall episode or or whatnot it's just a moment that i wish i didn't experience like that yeah. from a personal see, point of view that's really interesting that you say that because i think the the first scene for me the way it starts out there's a re- there's a really nice turn to the atmosphere throughout that scene and at the start it does kind of feel like a bit of a comedy bit and there's quite there's like laughter from the audience and like the host is cracking jokes and stuff like that and and then john hannah's character who I mean, he's just incredible in everything he does. Um, mm. You know, from the the mummy days, he's been an incredible actor. But the way he grips the atmosphere and and changes it from you know, it's not a big deal to you know, this could be the end of humanity. And you can like towards the end, like there's this deadly silence in the room that you can feel. And I, I felt it watching it at home as well when I was watching it, like. You know, people in the room, it just just fell silent as you yeah. watch it. And it, it when I watched it back, atmosphere. when I watched it back, I felt, I, I could feel that. But at the yeah. time, I was just going, why is he there? Why is Big Ed here? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, it's Big Ed. Like, yeah. that's all that was yeah. going around in my mind was yeah. like, oh, look, it's Big Ed from Silicon Valley. And <laughs> and uh, and then my next thought was, oh, what, what a rubbish way to start it. And there, And that was completely... I, that's on me. All this, res- I take all this responsibility on myself. Like it, it's it's a me thing. It's not a, 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 a like writer's thing or 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 it wasn't even acted badly. Like I can't. I <laughs> it's, I feel like at this point where as I'm saying it all out loud that I'm just like trying to find something wrong with it. Mm. But but um, but that's how I felt in the moment. I can't. I can't. Yeah. I wish I didn't feel like that, but I did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like watching it back, you 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 sort of see that it's a chat show. They've got a couple guys on, and and then one starts talking about how this thing can develop, and it's just it is. It's like an awesome moment, but it was just lost on me the first time yeah. round. I can imagine people were sitting at home watching that scene, and they were having like their you know significant other be like, "Is that true?" Is that is that true? It felt so real because it was like, it was it's it was it was really thought provoking the the way that mm-hmm. the way that you're explaining it in such detail and, and the host maybe why this why they cast a comedy comedy actor in that role the way the host was trying to bat off his concerns and he would just kept going and mm-hmm. kept going and he didn't like he didn't dismiss the the host at all. He just very calmly, it was the the calm way he said it, very calmly explained how humanity could be decimated by this thing in a very calm way. And I think that's, the delivery of that was was incredible. But And how um, he didn't think it was that far off and like mm. all of that stuff. Yeah, like you're, yeah. you're complete, you're absolutely right. It was, it was a, 
a, a well needed scene. And do you know what? Like, like, like watching it back, the the other thing that I realised about it, which I think is great that they did it, like that they opened with that scene, it immediately squashes all of the fears that you have about spores not being in it. Yeah, that's true. Because it it described it in such a realistic human sort of this could be on the news right now kind of way that you, you immediately you're like well they've clearly thought about this very very carefully and yeah. the way that they've managed to intertwine the the game story into reality is just we we knew like they'd been saying it in interviews they've been saying it like you know we've been careful we've been careful mm. we've been talking about it a lot and and uh, and we want to make sure it's coming from like a realistic point of view and we're all going yeah yeah but spores aren't in it yeah yeah spores aren't in it and then that opening scene is like oh that's why spores aren't in it because this way is more real yeah yeah exactly it's believable exactly. 100%. Lewis, uh, any any thoughts initially on, on what you've seen so far? Yeah, from what I've seen so far, which is limited. Uh, yeah, I've seen that uh, it's got a lot of praise for how it, it sort of didn't assume everyone had played the game. It opened it up so, you know, you can get new people watching it and understanding what's happening. And I think that's where a lot of video game adaptations have gone wrong in the past. They have just sort of had that thought that, oh, people who watch this would have played the game, they'll know what's happening. And people who don't will end up getting lost really quickly and i think that's what it's done well so far it's 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 let people who haven't seen it or played it sorry um understand what's happening but then it's still got plenty of little easter eggs and and statements and facts which people who have played the game will be like oh yeah i know that and uh yeah it, it seems like it's done brilliant so far obviously pedro pascal is a fantastic actor and i've seen that uh, bella ramsey is she's been really good in it as well i've seen She's a bit grittier than the character in the game as well, it seems, which I've seen is understandable because the world they're living in, you know, you you have to be, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We've got a few a few comments already. Uh, Tom, uh, thank you again for joining us. Uh, he says, really harrowing opening, immediately set the tone and establish the context of the world they're introducing you to. Yeah, exactly right. I think that kind of brings people in who haven't played the game and sets the tone for the rest of the series, really. And, uh, you know, if if um, for people who haven't played the game, it's going to get a bit darker. So, yeah, just stick, just stick with it. Not going to spoil it, obviously, but it's uh, it's going to get even darker. Um, overall, though, I mean, all the way, as someone who's, who's played the game and, and watched people play it through a number of times, I just thought that the whole thing was just... There was so much pressure on it, and I thought they just delivered in every aspect, and I think it just showed, to me, it proved how strong the source material was how strong the game story was itself and the narrative in the game. They didn't have to take any crazy creative decisions and they they took real attention to detail in terms of matching things to the game. But I think that was important, not because to satisfy people who play the game, but because the game narrative and story is so good, they didn't need to divert from that at all. And I think that's where... That's where it really shines through that that source material, and especially I think, again, spoiler alert. So if you still haven't turned off, if you still haven't watched episode one, you, you could go now. But um, how they sucked you in with uh, Nico Parker as Sarah was incredible in 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 their first episode, um, 
how they kind of sucked you in with Sarah and they they got you just like the game they get you attached to Sarah and they get you to like almost love her as a character and know how kind she is and her character and you know you get the audience to like her and then the the death scene you know when when Joel is is holding Sarah it's just like the game just how it happens in the game i mean i i was like when that happened in the game, I was like, "What?" I could not believe that that's how they started the game because I just assumed that it was he was going to be with that with that little girl the whole way through. It hadn't occurred to me that there'd be a different character. Um, so to see that on a TV screen and to see acted in such a way and almost mirroring the, the and it to me it had a more profound effect watching watching it again on on the big screen and in the way they did it. And they didn't change. They didn't change anything really about that scene from the video game. But the way they delivered it, it just showed. If you get the casting right, and you you make sure that you you've got the right cast to deliver the the you know the characters that you want, you don't need to mess with the original source material. Uh, like Tom said, uh, I was in tears. Yeah, I, I can put my hand up. I was crying my eyes out. <laughs> Like at that scene because it just hits you so so hard, um, yeah. and it was it was it was just it was perfection for me that that scene. I don't know what you you thought. Matt. The way the way uh, Pedro Pascal acted that scene was just like because like I you I haven't played the game, but I know that part of the story. I've seen the opening uh, uh, kind of cutscenes and things of the game, and and I've had friends that have played it and stuff. And uh, so I knew that that was coming, but the thing, like like you say, the way that they managed to attach the audience to Sarah by focusing on her so heavily um, in in the beginning and and kind of how she was, you know, she would go and visit her neighbour and she would go and do all of this just generally kind things and um, and she was just a, a really nice, well rounded person um the mo like what i what was the hardest hitting for me wasn't when he's sat when he's knelt down and he's he's cuddling her and he's like you know crying and and all sorts that you'd expect although fantastically acted what was the best part for me whatever you call it the best but the best part for me was the moment he realized something had happened and and like because he was just like you know they got in that that whole thing fall down the hill and and whatnot and and then he's sort of just assuming in his head that that she's still fine and then the moment he realizes is just that it was the it was a split second switch you could see it's just so fantastically acted because you really felt that switch from we got to get out of here to what, what like what oh my god like everything my whole world is falling apart now and e- even though the world is literally falling apart and it's not until that moment that you see his world fall apart and and that was and even then he's going you're fine you're fine it's okay like you know trying to trying to sort of be the the strong one and uh and i th- those moments it was the subtleties that I knew he was going to get right 
in in the acting when he was cast. That's why I always thought that he was the perfect person to cast for this role because you've seen it in like The Mandalorian and and uh, and whatnot, and just throughout his career that he's really good at subtle moments and subtle changes. I mean, being in The Mandalorian and acting with a mask on for most of it, and it was still amazing. Like you know that that to me just speaks volumes to like to him as an actor but the, the cast as a whole was just so believable so Absolutely. believable even even the the crawl that that kind of desperate crawl to to ellie um mm. sorry to sarah to sarah um, yeah yeah <laughs> that desperate crawl to sarah when he obviously because he's been shot and then he realizes that sarah's been shot and that desperate crawl that that matches the video game you know to a t um, if you mm. see it side by side, it's exactly the same. And what what really hits you as well, I think, is that you don't get lo- you don't get that long to process that moment. A lot of the times with TV and film, it's a very long drawn out scene when when something like that happens. But the way it just cuts off and then goes to you know such a long period later on the line, you're like, what that what we've gone from like it's such a shock to see that moment, and then you go so far into the future. Um, Again, just like the game, I think it just it had exactly the same impact on me that that the game did. So, yeah, it was uh, it was it was just incredible. The show overall, again, attention to detail, like some of the cut scenes when they're in Joel's apartment and he's on the settee and she's like, "Well, what am I gonna do?" And you know, I'm sure you'll figure something out. And you know, when yeah. he's when he he pushes her in the room and she's like, you know, screaming like exactly how how Ellie did in the game, and then just talking through just generally, you know, moments where you just go. I've been there before. Like you know, you, you, it's weird when you when you play the game, you just feel like you're engrossed. There in was it and... there were so many moments that when I like I I didn't know they were cutscenes, but I knew they were cutscenes. Yeah. That's what I thought they did well. Like I know it's a game, and a lot of people will watch it and know it's a game, but there were so many cutscenes that I didn't recognize. But you just know they're cutscenes because of the way they filmed them. It's like the slight there's like this slight change in in how it's presented and how it's filmed and the cinematography and and stuff to sort of match the game without copying it that i think that's what is most impressive it matched mm. matched the games and, and since the first episode i've seen some of the cutscenes um where people have been comparing them side by side and the way it matches those scenes but without copying is so impressive because they've taken the script and they've taken the source material and and they've taken the shots and they've they've recreated them but they haven't looked to try to make sure that they're like you know it's the exact same angle of the game it's the exact but the feel is all the same everything's the same like the angle the the shots for example with um ellie and joel while he's laying on the sofa um that was quite impressive because it's not exactly the same, but you still the the feel it feels exactly the same. But it's but when you watch it objectively, it's not exactly the same. And and I think they did that really well with with all the cutscenes. Really, yeah, it's just yeah, being I've seen, able I've to. Seen so many side by sides on you know, Twitter and stuff. People have uploaded afterwards comparing the cutscenes to the real thing. And I think it just, like you mentioned earlier, Nathan, it just it pays. It just shows you how good the game is itself, and the dialogue and the cutscenes. That 
a big company like HBO can make this show and then keep so much of the original structure. Absolutely. I do have to just point out something that I was really disappointed about because I didn't, I didn't feel like it was exactly the same as the game that I played because in my game, my character wandered around for about half an hour not knowing where to go and also threw an accidental grenade at the wall um and that wasn't in the game so uh, that wasn't in the tv show so i'm really i'm really disappointed with that um <laughs> imagine, imagine they remade the series just from your gameplay just, just from just, your, like so exactly like scene for scene he's accidentally like, thrown a grenade over there yeah just like, spinning around on the spot like trying to figure yeah. out the controls and how he moves and accidentally throwing grenades what, and dropping weapons which buttons everywhere. jump yeah <laughs> exactly. Jump, yeah. jumping on the spot and stuff yeah yeah so uh that wasn't yeah. in the game but uh yeah. yeah no obviously joking but uh that was it was I, I just i was just as soon as it finished i was like well when is episode two like i wish i could binge it all feels it yeah. feels it feels too long yeah it yeah feels it too does long, it does uh but yeah let us know in the comments what you thought did you watch it let us know what you thought obviously i know tom has uh given us his views uh, on the comments but please if you've got any any you know if you didn't like it let us know let us know why and we can we can debate it and stuff um tom again says not enough looking in drawers for scissors and tape to craft stuff with yeah exactly uh they didn't get that in the show <laughs> not enough drawer opening for me yeah bin it put it in the bin put it and in he the got bin. and he got the assault rifle so quickly yeah, I mean, you don't level up that quickly, do you, on the game? So he got an was assault there, um... rifle so quickly, like within within the first hour hour of playing. Yeah. yeah. Were there any Easter eggs that you guys noticed in it for that you sort of would, yeah, mention now? Yeah, um, absolutely. There was there was a um a, the DVD that uh, Joel and and Sarah watched uh, at the very beginning. That was something that was in the game at a later period, and they couldn't they couldn't get that in obviously with the game because it was later on in the game. But they they thought it was important to get that particular film in in the series. So that was that was really cool. Um, and then Matt also we published on on TikTok. Yeah, uh, I don't I don't know if it was a I don't know if it's an Easter egg because it's probably going to play a integral part of of the series. But I like right at the end, right up on the top um, building. Uh, I mm. spotted a clicker, mm. um, and they, it was just stood up there, real small. wasn't supposed yeah. to be like you know immediately spotted, but there was there's one up there, and as they're heading out into that sort of like wilderness, mm. um, which is exciting. Yeah, yeah, What's it's definitely you... one of those where they're hoping that the fans will pick up on it. It will build that excitement for the next episode now, because like you said, it was such a small thing. You had to sort of slow it down or watch it again to notice it. But it's got everyone excited for what role is that going to play in the next episode? Mm. Absolutely, absolutely, Matt. I just wanted to get your thoughts on uh, where where Joel's um, uh, is, is going with where he's going through like the the underground, like the um, is it like the the under the underpass bit and going through like the bits to try and get up um, to where to where Ellie is is, um, and you see the you see the fun guy and he's like, it, and it's it's all over the wall with the with the person and like mm. attached to the wall because that's the first time we see obviously we saw that kind of zombie attack right at the start but that's the first time we see like the fungi and what it can do to a human uh in 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 the tv show what what did you think of that moment um i i i kind of felt i was more way more at that stage i was way more uh invested in in um in like joel and mm. 
and what they were trying to do and um i didn't i didn't necessarily think like i i because I, I kind of expect you you expect to see that sort of stuff um i think at that stage the more important part for me was the story um getting getting invested in the characters um and learning what the relationships were bef between the characters um but I've, but I thought it was done well, like very again. It's all very subtle uh, stuff, but it but it's it's not, you know, not in your face stuff. Like because that's, I think it goes to show like the fact that you you see a, a clicker right at the end, really small in in the top corner. It just goes to show that's not supposed to be the focus of this episode. Like the focus of this episode is the introduction of the characters and the introduction mm. of how you should feel about the characters and, yeah. and what the relationships are between the characters and all that sort of stuff. And I think that was more, I was I was like some low, if I go back and watch it again, which I will do before the second, normally what I do is I watch the second, ep the, the episode before the next episode comes out. So like the day before, just to sort of like remind myself what happened. <laughs> and that's normally where I catch more things that I, I didn't, didn't see before because it when i first watch it i'm not trying to take everything in i'm more just trying to be taken away with the story mm -hmm. um so there's there's lots of of parts that i kind of would be like that doesn't matter right now i'm focusing on this and and then when i go back and watch it a second time that's when when all of those things become more interesting or or they make more sense or there might be some foreshadowing there that I missed mm. or or something like that because I think I think foreshadowing is so it's so hard to do well because nine times out of ten whenever I'm watching something I just know that that's what oh that's a bit of foreshadowing something's going to happen mm. with that later and, mm. and it kind of a lot of times it's just done quite like too obviously but I think that they've got a lot of the I mean bearing in mind we know the story yeah 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 they've still got the foreshadowing quite like yeah like down to a t and all of those little parts like they might mean something bigger um like later down the line or they might be linked to a particular person or a particular character like that could be a certain dude on the wall with like covered in in fungi um but it might be someone that mm. is later on referred to and you just don't know like but so i think i think getting that sort of stuff right um is really difficult but i do think that they've i do think that there's a lot i missed because <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, i was so focused on the characters yeah. You talk about foreshadow. Are you the type of person who like noticed that there wasn't any water in the glass in like Shutter Island? Like yeah. you that yeah yeah I'm not yeah, sure I'm that that yeah yeah I'm like I yeah. like literally within the first what however long it is the moment uh, there was the the point with the glass uh, in Shutter exactly. Island and mm. also he wouldn't write in anything um, yeah I when he had, had and he had a pencil instead of instead of like yeah. a pen yeah yeah, um, yeah yeah and I was like ah, I know what's going on there. you must be really annoying to watch stuff with 
I'm yeah. the opposite. <laughs> you, you, miss, you miss all that stuff. I gotta it's go big... on YouTube after and search like <laughs> ninety things, like ninety things you would have missed in Shutter Island, and it, oh, that makes sense now. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm, I'm so, I, I, so such a like a film buff in terms of writing and directing and things like that. That I, those are the things that impress me more than the main story. Uh, is how they deal with those little things. It's like you need a big twist, but you need to make it realistic. So how how do you not give the twist away whilst making those scenes realistic? And uh, and yeah, it it seems like they've they've got a lot right. Yeah. So uh, next week, uh, Monday, um, will be called Infected Episode Two. Uh, the trailer is out now. Um, I don't tend to watch episode trailers just because I I want to save save the best bits for the episode. Yeah, I'm the, the same. Trailer. The trailer is out there, so if you want to go and watch episode two, uh, the name is called Infected, so I'm pretty sure we're going to see maybe a clicker or two in episode two, but we'll have to wait and see with that one. Um, uh, but yeah, let us know what you thought of, uh, of episode uh, one in the comments. If you had any any thoughts or anything, please let us know. We'll, we'll debate them uh, when we get when we get through some of the comments. Uh, and thank you very much, Tom, for your input so far. Really appreciate it. And uh, Jasmine, I hope uh, I hope you switched off if you if you haven't seen it. And you can come back on now. Everyone who's you know watched the not watched the how are they gonna know? One. Come back, come <laughs> back. I don't know. Tell your friends if they're watching. Come back, please. Uh, you can come back. Uh, they'll know somehow. Uh, <laughs> on to our next topic then uh, because there's been a bit of controversy today with Fever 23 and EA Sports um, not something we're expecting today Lewis but it has happened today and we've been all over it uh, on Mirror Gaming so for, for all the latest uh, go and check out our, our Mirror Gaming uh, news channel and we can you'll be able to see all the latest uh, news on there but just a, a lowdown of what happened. So various FIFA 23 Foot Centurions player items, including Zlatan Ibrahimovic, appear to get nerfed by EA Sports ahead of the Team of the Year promo release. Uh, various social media users reported that Ibrahim, Ibrahimovic's Foot Centurions item, along with a few others, have been changed retrospectively with some of his individual attributes being reduced. Uh, Twitter user at Team was among the first to notice the changes. Um, so just to give people an idea of, of what this means. So basically there was a promo release a couple of weeks ago where EA Sports released some player items into the game that were really powerful, including Ibrahimovic and loads of people looking forward to using him for, for his individual attributes, basically. Uh, yesterday it appeared that some of his most powerful attributes, for example, his agility and balance, which really is important in FIFA, have been reduced. Um, so if you think of it that way, it's almost like you... Because people have spent time and money to get these items and for them to be then made worse later on down the line ahead of another promo where we'll have other special cards, it looked a bit dodgy. So it's like you buy in a car with you know a 0 to 60 time and a top speed and then as soon as you drive it off the lot, they release their next model and they release a software patch that makes you slower to try and get you to buy the new one. That That's that's basically what it would have been like um, if that was to happen. But um, obviously we've reached out to EA Sports for comment and uh, EA Sports responded to Mirror Gamer's request for comment, confirming that this issue had now been resolved and that the impacted players have had their attribute switch back to the original correct ones. Um, I think the, the topic here for us guys is to just work out what we thought happened with that. Because there's there's a couple of theories in terms of what could have happened. Uh, Lewis, you want to talk us through some of the ways you know 
some of the ways this could have played out or why why that could have been yeah uh, why that mistake could I mean, have been made it's very fishy isn't it it looks a bit dodgy because there's been rumors and everything like that about ea sports sort of nerfing promo cards right before a new promo trying to make players you know more excited for the next one and then spend more money pretty much so a lot of people have been thinking this especially with the team of the year the biggest if not yeah one of the biggest uh promos in the fifa calendar this is um and the foot insurance promo like you said ibrahimovic was a standout player uh he's not known for his pace usually so what made him so good and usable was that the massively boosted his pace his agility his balance and his stamina you know he's he's getting on a bit now i think he's 40 41 so you know he, he doesn't have that much stamina so when he's got you know 80 plus stamina in game now that made him way more expensive than he would usually be so when people obviously logged on to fifa whenever yesterday or today and saw that his stamina dropped it in the 60s and made him so much like less usable is price plummeted so people lost millions of coins if you had a few of them or even had one his price went down drastically so there's this theory that yeah ea are nerfing these cards right before the next promo uh just so they can pretty much make some more money I think people will go and buy packs for the next one to improve their squad and i i can say i've i've, I've experienced that as well i i did a i got a player from the winter wild cards promo uh, Dimitri Payet, and he was the best player I've used during that promo. When the promo was live, he was one of the best players I've used in a long time. You know, he was scoring two or three a game. He felt amazing. And as soon as that promo ended and the Foot Centurions promos began, he's just dropped off massively. So, uh, yeah, the theory is that uh, they're nerfing players, but what's happened here is they've done it visibly. There's a lot of theory and you know debate that they would reduce those attributes and not make it known in game as it might have been a mistake that this time they've done it for the public to see and a lot of people think they caught them out here and that's why they've quickly uh changed them back yeah it's interesting isn't it because um ea ha- hasn't actually confirmed uh what why they were changed or, or why why mm-hmm. there was an error with the attributes and um it'll be interesting to see see what they what they come back with um obviously there was a thing with team one wasn't there as well where some of the attributes were visibly different uh, and that was that was sorted out quite quickly like a few hours after the release of the team um that what makes this one more fishy is that the ibrahimovic item was released on january the 6th and it's now january the 18th uh so if the attributes are changed between then and now um, why haven't they said anything about it? Um, yeah, uh, we have asked EA to clarify. Uh, you know what exactly happened? Whether it was a visual issue, whether it was just a mistake from a visual side. Um, you know, maybe there was a mistake with. You know, maybe he was uh, blended with another player or something, or there was some kind of issue there, or um, it it looks a bit of visual a visual issue because I haven't actually seen anyone complain about the card feeling worse in game. I think people have been speculating, but I haven't actually seen anyone talk no. about that so um but as of now it's been fixed and and mirror gaming has, has reached out to ea sports just to clarify um you know a couple of things around you know where these stats ever change and stuff and, and we'll let you know if we if we hear back from there but uh it's an interesting one um matt from your point of view as someone who uh has played fifa recently actually yeah uh, which i was really surprised about <laughs> but um did one did that make sense to you i hope, I hope we explained it as, as clear as possible and two what what's your what's your take on what's happened as a as a non-fifa player my 
FIFA aren't the only people that do this. Like, like or uh, EA aren't the only only people that do this. Um, it happens in Warzone. Like, you, you buy a bundle, a new bundle comes out, and that gun in that bundle is top of the range, and uh, and everyone's using it. And then a week later, that gun gets nerfed, and you've spent money on that, and now you haven't got the gun that you bought, you you paid for. So it was not unusual to hear that because in the world that I sort of am more familiar with, similar thing happens. What what my questions would be, would be, was it just the players like from the last promo that were affected? Because um, I don't that's like... How if, it appear, that's how it appears, yeah. Because, yeah, so if, if it wasn't all the players then it's been done on purpose in my view like because yeah. otherwise all the players would be affected it's been a like, constant it, it, like uh it's not through fifa yeah there's there's a few other th- i would put the i would put this this kind of players being nerfed category in the kind of um in the skill based matchmaking and um momentum sort of skill theory based hit, skill skill based hit reg yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there's yeah, that yeah. in Warzone, but then in in um, in uh, FIFA, there's talk about like momentum shifting, and you know right. if if, uh, if if players score a goal, then they're more likely to score a next one, and then then the momentum shifts the other way, and you tend to get like a couple of goals quite quickly, and um, and also if you again these are all like theories that you hear from FIFA, but you know if you if you play against like a, a god team, for example. Um, you actually have more chance of, of winning or being on par because they try and make the game as even as possible, that kind of thing. So these are all theories that, I, I, to be honest, I don't agree with. Um, I think it, it's very, it yeah. can be very subconscious and there's a lot of kind of bias going on and stuff. But I think with this one, what, what they need to do, in my opinion, is come out very clearly and say, we've never done, we've never nerfed cards. This was a visual issue only. Um, we can prove it. Um, it won't happen again like just confirm everything uh, because at the moment the way they've come out and said we've we've rectified the issue they're back to the original stats like no one, you know don't worry about it um you know if it, it feels it feels very empty with like there's still questions to be answered like what yeah. why yeah. why were the attributes dropped in the first place um you know was it a mistake was it done for a reason why are they then going back why is the decision been made to, to put them back um is it only because people found out or were you always going yeah to, those kind it's of like questions. Facts. It, it does feel like it's like oh i've been caught so we'll yeah. put it back that's what it feels like to me I, I mean i don't know if that's the case but but it certainly certainly has a smell of that yeah the fact that um you know it was the changes were made with no announcement whatsoever and then they only made the announcement after people started calling them out for their actions. It shows it's like, oh, you caught us. Oh, we'll change them back now. And, you know, if, if no one had pointed, if it's like a minor change, a few players have had minor changes, they might not be noticed. You know, if someone's stamina drops by two, uh, but Ibra's drop was about 27. So, you know, it was a drastic change and they got caught whilst there were a bunch of other players as well who had very minimal changes made. And they were only then seen because... Everyone was like, "Oh well, if Eva was changed, some others might be changed as well." Absolutely, and it sets a really dangerous precedent. If EA can can alter attributes retrospectively, um, if if they can't, and this was a visual issue only, great. But if they've got if they've got the capability to do that, 
that sounds that sets a dangerous precedent for promos because then that opens up you know a whole can of worms in terms of what, what think... they are able to do with with these items after players had put time and you know let's be honest money into buying purchasing loot boxes to get a chance of these cards um and then obviously buying them on the on the transfer market with millions of coins if they haven't got if they haven't got that um so yeah matt what, what, what i just I, I just think that even if they do clarify you still don't know if that's the real reason mm. behind it um like you know you mentioned about like you know warzone skill skill based hit reg- registration which for anyone who doesn't know what that is it's basically based on how good you are at the game it that determines how many bullets register um as being hits so that if a player with uh, that isn't as good as the game as you all of their bullets register and only some of yours register then it gives them a more even chance of being able to being able to get you but is that something you subscribe to you think that's in the game well i think it's very suspicious that that there's a patent for it under uh like i can't remember if it's Act- activision i think it's activision my camera's out of focus um but like but, i thought you were waving but, to someone yeah, hello. <laughs> um but the but yeah that like so i think it's very suspicious um i i'm i'm neither for nor against it like in terms of whether it's true or or not but i I would like I wouldn't be surprised if it's true because mm. it's kind of like my you know when I was a kid my my um dad used to say common things commonly happen and rare things rarely do and 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 with this it's like it feels like well it's quite obvious that a big company trying to make more money would want to make a game more fair for the majority of players and the majority of players happen to be bad players so how do we make them want to play the game as we move into this or as we've moved into this like online world of playing against different teams or different players or whatever um and and it's actually down to that person's better than you and and so that makes the worst player not want to play the game anymore so it makes perfect sense that there would be these mechanisms in place like something like skill-based hit registration and then a patent found for it that um, I don't, by the way, I want to clarify, I don't know if the patent is exactly like worded like skill-based hit registration or anything, but but it's a, there's a patent that seems to be the thing that would provide that mechanism to work. Mm. Like, um, so it wouldn't surprise me one way or the other. Um, and I just think like the bigger these studios get and the bigger the, the developers get, the more chance that, that, you know, someone sat in a boardroom and gone, how do we make more money? And someone says, well, we could just nerf the players before the promotions. And then that means that people will be like, oh, my player's not as good. I need better players. Mm-hmm. And then they'll buy the new packs or whatever. That's the theory, That seems yeah. perfectly yeah. plausible. Like, mm-hmm. but, but also it doesn't, at the same time, doesn't mean that it's true just because I think it or someone yeah. else thinks it but it doesn't seem like a stretch to suggest that somebody's had that conversation within those walls yeah there, there was something similar with with fifa i don't know if you remember lewis but there was a, a thing about dynamic difficulty someone found a patent for dynamic difficulty um in ea sports and ea sports actually came out and said that 
this has never been used in any EA Sports game and never will be. Um, and that, that pattern was all about exactly what you said, Matt. It was to try and even the playing field between people who weren't very good and, and people who were really good to try and make it as close as possible. But why is there um, a patent if it never has been used and never will be? Yeah. Why? I'll leave that, I'll leave that to the audience <laughs> to, to it's, think it's, about. It, it just, yeah, it, I don't know, man. Like, it, like all of these things, I don't know, just, man. They just, they just feel, they just feel fishy, and it, and it just yeah. feels like the response is always generic and always like, no, we've yeah. never done that, and and you're like, well, you haven't proven you haven't done it. Mm. You've, you haven't like, sh- show us the source code. Like yeah. you know, if that's yeah. how it works, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but uh, I know, I know Tom's on. Um, Tom's uh, listening, and he's commented a few times. Obviously, he plays Warzone as well. So, Tom, do you think there's the skill based? What is it? Skill based? Skill based hit, hit registration. Regist- yeah. Yeah. So, do you think that's in the game? Let us know. Um, Jasmine, again, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, she says this happens in every new League of Legends championship. When they release a new one, it's so strong, and then within two weeks, it gets nerfed into the ground. It's been every time for the past ten years. Lol. Uh, yeah, sounds sounds familiar. Uh, she also said before it feels dismissive of the issue. Yeah, it was a bit of a dismissive, um, dismissive statement on the on the. Um, the white red on the EA Sports F- FIFA Direct Twitter account was that it was so vague that if you didn't know this was going on, you wouldn't understand at all what this was about. And I think that was the point of it, to try and kind of minimise the, the talk around it. But I think it did the opposite. Yeah, in the, the, the statement was very, very vague, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll get it up now, actually. I'll get uh, talk about yourselves. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, with um, Ibrahimovic, just a bit of context about why yeah. it was so big was yeah. the fact that that card was over 4 million coins three days ago. And then after the slight drop in stamina, which is a major factor in FIFA, he's dropped below three million, and that's a lot of coins, four million. So if you went out and purchased him for, you know, four odd million coins, and then because of EA changing something about him, you then lost over a million coins. That that it's a it's drastic. Yeah. So that's even drastic. in the fix, they've probably still done some people dirty. Oh like, uh, yeah, and I don't. I, his his yeah. price will probably stay the same, or it won't. Yeah. It won't go rise back up to four million again. It, no, there's no chance of yeah. that because we're yeah. team of the year around the corner now. That hype of foot centurions, Ibrahimovic is gone, and people with less coins um, will have less. You know, they'll have to put more money on packs and stuff to get a team. What if you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, team, the best. The best. Just to put that into that. context for a million coins, I've I've never had a million. I don't think I've ever had a million never. coins in fifa ultimate oh, team that's how many coins once. that is <laughs> i had yeah, it once um, in like fifa 13 because i packed a team of the xavi alonso and ah, that's the closest i ever got but again that came from me buying packs so yeah yeah cool um oh tom says um he does he does he agrees with you matt uh, i've seen too many clips from some of the top warzone streamers that show it clear as day losing fights they should not be losing i've seen some with uh tim the Tapman and duck disrespect and uh, z liner as well um, some of them, like you can, you know, it looks quite obvious that they're hitting the target, but it, it looks like uh, it looks it doesn't register. Um, just for the for people who obviously haven't seen the the the, the statement that EA released, um, this was the statement that they released a couple of hours ago, uh, following our reporting of it and, and asking them to comment. Um, so this is on their public Twitter account. They said we have addressed an issue where some of the attributes were appearing differently for some Centurion player items. So they haven't said what the issue is. That's it. They haven't said how they've fixed it. They haven't said if they've reverted. So the only the only reason that um, 
the only reason that we know they've returned to normal was that EA told us, told Mirror Gaming, that they've reverted back to their original stats. And then if we look in-game, it shows that the stats that Ibrovic now has matches what he had when he was released. So they have reverted back to original. But I think that was a, a thing for the public to say, like, you know, if you're not, if you, if you're not, in, if you're not like, involved in this, like, you don't need to know. It's not a big yeah. issue type thing. Um, yeah, exactly. I, what would be interesting is now that they've been reverted back, is does the player still feel worse? Mm. Well, I wouldn't That'd know because I've got no chance of getting him. <laughs> I've got no chance of backing yeah. him. So, uh, if anyone's got a god squad who's watching, please just try him. Yeah, out yeah. See, does, uh, do, see does he feel? Does he feel like significantly worse still? Mm. Like because that would be interesting because yeah. then then we know what happened. Yeah, but again, that's but, that's yeah. still yeah. not that's still not kind of um, evidence. If one person says, "Oh, he feels a bit different," it's it's not like you know. It's no, no, but I, th- I think I think the difference between 85 and 58 or 82 and 58 or whatever it was like that drop, you're going to notice that difference for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. so, stamina wise, you will. Yeah. Stamina yeah wise, so, yeah. so I think like, yeah. I think it would be pretty easy to yeah. tell. Yeah. Um, whether or not they just, it was uh, an aesthetic thing of like, yeah. Yeah. you know, changing it back. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of because that's they... the thing stamina will be the easiest one to tell because if his if his you know, stamina bar has dropped to halfway after 45 minutes and then they've reverted it back but it's still the same you know it's just they haven't changed yeah. it it's just you know to sh- for show i wish i could test it out honestly yeah me too i've got no chance of <laughs> I'll getting ask you, item. you send us a few <laughs> so we can yeah. try out <laughs> yeah please if you're watching yeah please uh send us a couple through or improve our pat look that would be really helpful as well yeah um it's not really been a would you, would you class this as a mistake because i know ea have made quite a lot of mistakes this year because uh, the biggest Just one this year? that comes to memory for me well yeah you know since they've been going really with fifa titles but the biggest one that comes to mind for this year was the the heroes pack for 25k that was i don't think that could be beaten for a mistake um but do you know, you I had this like a mistake or I, I, I do you know with the foot heroes pack, I had 24 K. Oh, <laughs> and I went to buy, I didn't have enough. And I went to like quick sell a couple of players. And by the time I'd done it, the pack was gone. Oh my God. So I, I, I lost out big time to that, but I, I don't think, I think you can class it as a mistake now because it seems like they've adjusted his stats or they've adjusted the visual stats and then annoyed players um, so I think you can class it as a mistake, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I yeah. don't. It's, yeah, a t- it's, it, it's a tough one because you can't prove yeah. it one way or yeah, the other. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, but even so, I think it would be a mistake. I think yeah. it still would be a mistake because it's either a mistake where they accidentally made it public, or it's a mistake where it was a, just a, an honest mistake. Yeah, I would like to see them explain a little bit more. So um, yeah. we'll see if they comment any more on that. And uh, for the latest, you can check out uh, mirror.co.uk forward slash gaming. We'll have all the latest FIFA news on there. Uh, talking about controversy and uh, Call of Duty, we go on to our next topic, which is uh, according to leaks, the Warzone 2 Season 2 update has been delayed. Uh, so the next big Call of Duty Warzone 2 update was expected to drop on Wednesday, February the 1st, as this coincides with the Warzone 2 Season 1 battle. Battle Pass expiry date, so it makes sense that this would signal the start of season season two. Uh, however, uh, data miner at uh, at Codsploits uh, uh, images um, 
says that Warzone 2 Season 2 could actually kick off two weeks later than expected. Apparently, a Season 1 bundle is set to be released on Thursday, February the 2nd, which has an expiration date of Wednesday, February 15th, uh, which means that only then we could see the second season update. Um, based on this new information, Mirror Gaming now expects Warzone 2 Season 2 to launch on, a, on or around Wednesday, February the 15th at 6pm GMT, 1pm ET, or 10am 10 10 PT, rather than the initial date of February the 1st. Um, I don't know if you know this, Matt, or, or Tom, if you're listening, but this is eerily similar to what happened with Call of Duty Vanguard and the original Warzone last year at this exact time. Um, so last year, Call of Duty Vanguard and Call of Duty Warzone Season 2 was delayed for two weeks um, from uh, from Jan- February the 2nd, 2021, and was pushed back till February the 14th because they wanted to concentrate on delivering the right experience for players. So there was a, a two-week update almost exactly a year ago. The, the dates are only one or two days out um, from what happened last year, which is really interesting. I think the, t- the topic for me to talk about, the discussion question is, would you mind with the... Would you mind if there's a two-week delay if they fix some of the issues that players have been reported on? Or do you still think that whatever happens during this delay, they're, they're, it's too far gone now? Do you think it's recoverable? Do you think this delay potentially could help help out the game? Um, I don't, I don't think the delay will help the game. I think give them more time to fix issues. Yeah, I think whatever it is that they deliver has to be for them to pull pull it back. um, Everything they deliver over the course of the next year has to really be like well received, Um, and they haven't got great great track record of that. So it doesn't give me any confidence that that even when they deliver it on the fifteenth, that there aren't going to be major things wrong with Mm. it. Um, So. I don't think that they're suddenly gonna, you know, two weeks is gonna give them enough time to like be like, oh, this is you know perfect. And we don't really know what's coming in season two. We got an idea, um, and it might be because they're trying to introduce a resurgence map and they need more time. But to be honest, I think a general rule of thumb is when you need more time, it means it's not ready, and two weeks ain't gonna do it. Uh, it, it you like. You need to have it ready to go and then announce a date. Like they can't, they can't be this constant. At the, like at this stage with Warzone, you expect delays for everything. You expect delays for a- anything that they they put out, patch fixes or anything. Like you, you just don't. I think the problem with 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 it is the trust is gone. So, so people that are looking forward to season two which was me like you know i was looking forward to actually thinking maybe it's playable now um i think that it all it all it is is more of the same at this stage it's just disappointment after disappointment after disappointment yeah and and even when it comes out on the on the 15th if it's the 15th i wouldn't be surprised if it's not the 15th and it ends up not coming out until yeah the first of March or or something. Um, yeah, I think that t- it ties into that kind of whole debate, isn't it, on kind of games not being ready. Um, yeah, I think when you look back at the Call of Duty Next event, if you if we look back and in hindsight, the fact that even then, a month before release, they weren't going to have loadouts in the game, 
and then they yeah. changed their mind. Um, and there was all there was all sorts of things that were still up in the air about the game at that stage a month before release. You, th- you when you look back now, you think they should have been ahead. They should have been a bit ahead at that stage and knowing exactly what they wanted to do. Um, and some of the changes, maybe they focused a little bit too much time on, like the new Gulag, the new lo- looting system, you know, stuff that no one really wanted. Uh, new DMZ mode, for example. Um, it just kind of plays into the whole thing of, you know, would 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 you have might like obviously back in September, everyone was desperate for it because we could only play Caldera, uh, but we could play Rebirth Island, um, and, and we could Fortune's play Keep. and we could play Fortune's Keep. So there was still some stuff there to keep us there, but at that stage, would you do you think honestly what would have been your reaction in September if Activision turned around and said, actually, guys, we're not going to release this in November, we're going to release it in March? Uh, what would have been what would have been your what would have been your reaction to that? I think I would have been oh, well, thank goodness for that because really, yeah, because they're not um, they're not rushing it. And they've got a history of rushing things and, and it not being ready. I, I always said when Modern Warfare 2 was announced and then they announced Warzone literally to be released a month later, I said, like, it's going to go wrong. It's going to go so badly wrong if they do that because it, the game clearly won't be ready and they need to wait until they need to wait until March. Uh, or I said, I said initially February, I think. They need to wait till at least February to release Warzone. Um, it, it's not. It's it's just not. It's just. It's just always the same. It's all they you all. You honestly always would have been fine different. with it. You honestly would have been fine with it at that stage. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm a different. I'm a different breed, mate. I, I, only, <laughs> I only. I only started playing Warzone like a, a year previous. That's didn't true. I? So that's true. So like, and I in that time I'd had two new maps, and I got yep. into Rebirth, and there was Fortune's Keep, which I was just getting my head around, and you know, I initially hated Fortune's Keep, and then yep. I it became one of my favorite modes towards the end. And then it was gone. So, no, yeah. it wouldn't have bothered me that much. Um, it wouldn't have bothered me at all, actually. Uh, but what it does do is it just... it All it did when they said when they said it's being released in November, um, all it did to me was, was spell out trouble. And, yeah. and I would have rather... I would yeah. have rather than waited for a Warzone 2. No one was particularly asking for one. A, a new game, a whole new game. I was. Modern Warfare... Modern I Warfare was. 2 and a new map would have would have been all right. You know, imagine like Al Mazra in Warzone 1. Hmm. That would have been fine for another year and they could have been all that time like they could have even launched Warzone 2 with Al Mazra so everyone was familiar and then and then with these updated game mechanics and and whatnot. Yeah. Um but that yeah, but it's not it's not a surprise to me that it's delayed and I still don't think the delay is really going to do anything like mm. spectacularly positive. Um, well, it's not confirmed yet. It's still leaked. So it still might, it still might come on, on February 1st and we might get a resurgence map and they could turn it around. I think a resurgence map, a well, good resurgence map would, would really do that. And it'd be interesting to see what they do with the looting system because it's very, very DMZ heavy the looting system which won't work in a resurgence map like a quick map so it'll be interesting to see what they what they do with that um 
Talking of rumours, though, uh, there were also rumours about Starfield being delayed. Oh, not again, please. Um, uh, so uh, the sources from a content creator called Mr. Matty Plays uh, on the Defining Duke episode 106. Uh, he said it's possible that Starfield could uh, be delayed yet again, uh, being pushed out to the second half of 2023 uh, to allow Bethesda to apply the finishing touches to one of the most eagerly anticipated games in history. Um they did comment that it was, you know, sources had told him. So obviously this is still like unconfirmed and things. But um, I think it just plays into the whole, look, we haven't ever had Starfield. So it's been kind of talked about and talked about. So I think it's a different league to Warzone where we know what Warzone can be. Um, and we know how good it can be. And not having it in its right place is really disappointing. But I think with something like Starfield, knowing what's happened with Cyberpunk and things like that, I would, you know, delay it as much as you want like i've got time like just, <laughs> just don't get it wrong please just take your time guys that's you know? the thing isn't it with how long it's been you know in the works it's either going to be absolutely incredible or the expectations will be so high that it will flop massively yeah that, well that that's that's what the danger is um i think that's exactly what happened with cyberpunk they they pushed it so hard from a marketing perspective talked about uh, you know, how Keanu Reeves was in it, I had him plastered everywhere all over billboards. And as soon as the game came out, it was just unplayable, like with all the issues and things. So um, look, Bethesda, you know, if you're watching, just delay it if you want. If it's not ready, <laughs> don't bring it out. It's fine. Uh, we've gone through too many times where games are unfinished. So yeah, just take your time. We'll be here when it's ready. Don't worry, <laughs> we'll play it. Uh, but uh yeah, and you know, speaking of, uh, we'll, we'll be there to play it. Um, I know last week, Matt, we talked with Jasmine about the games you're looking forward to in in 2023, and we talked about some of the most exciting games. Uh, something that I realised after we talked about that segment was that I never mentioned EA Sports FC, uh, which is obviously replacing the EA Sports FIFA series that is coming to an end. Uh, FIFA 23 is the last EA Sports FIFA game there will ever be, um, or until they patch things up in a decade or so maybe but for now that's the last ever ea sports fifa game um fifa are going their separate ways and ea sports are, are releasing their own game called ea sports fc uh, it will have much the same uh, features and game modes as, as we used to um but i just wanted to ask before we get into like why you're excited about it um lewis i think are you worried about like the, the same fifa when we talk about FIFA in video games, it's so like muscle memory, deeply mm. embedded in the brain to just say, "Oh, you want to jump on FIFA?" or "Oh, I'm going to have a game on FIFA," or "Oh, how's your team on FIFA?" Like that kind of is so deeply embedded. Like, do you think that that will happen with EA Sports FC, and how will they manage that transition? It's going to be a difficult yeah. one for them, isn't it? Like, to be personally honest, I can see myself calling it FIFA after just uh, uh, that muscle memory. You know, if I'm speaking to my friends about it, it's a lot easier to say FIFA than. EA Sports FC, do you know what I mean? And I don't, how do you even abbreviate that? Just EA, like, but then that's a whole company. It's weird to say, oh, "I want to play EA" because that's like not a thing. Um, and like, the, yeah, the, losing that name, it, it could it could impact, you know, how the game sells and stuff. You think about it because, yeah, like, it, FIFA's worldwide. It's known by nearly everyone. So like, losing such a big partner could make a huge difference. And like you mentioned, especially if, if FIFA end up making a football game of their own, which they've been rumored to do. Um, you know, I think that FIFA title, it, it, it's so it's so popular in the gaming world. Uh, but at the end of the day, I feel like, you know, EA Sports FC, it can it can be a massive success if EA just 
do what the fans are asking for. You know, I feel like they've been asking for so for so little for so long, and they've just always put it off, or they've they've just you know fed it in small amounts uh, to try and slightly please people. Um, and you know, this is the first time where EA have sort of been free to do their game. They won't have to go you know through FIFA at all or anything. And I feel like they could really make it a good game if they just listen to feedback from players and fans. Do you think there's no... I think the thing about this EA Sports FC is there's no excuses. EA Sports yeah. have been blaming FIFA for not being able to change the game the way they want to. Like, during this whole process of talking about this divorce, this very high-profile divorce between EA Sports and FIFA, they've talked about not being able to do things that want to do because of the FIFA license, all that kind of stuff. There's no excuses now. If he, if, no. if if EA Sports FC still has the same issues that you know the old, the last few FIFA games has had, then there's no excuse. And we'll, I mean, if you look at the the future of like football video games with just the behemoth that is EA Sports kind of controlling it, um, yeah. it'll be you know it'll be a shame because we need that we need that we need that game to be really good um, for everyone. Yeah, really. like. Like I mentioned just then, there's not a lot's been asked of EA, I feel mm. like, when improving every FIFA title. And for the last you know, five, six years or so, I feel like it's always been the exact same points that people are making. They wanted cross-play, which we finally got on some game modes in FIFA 23. Um, online career modes, you know, things like that. It's just certain little things that I think would really make the game special. Uh, and and keep fans happy because, like you mentioned, if if EAFC, if when this comes out, EA Sports FC, if they don't implement any of the ideas that fans have had, or it, they really you know be creative with it, then I can see them losing a lot of fans. You know, if mm-hmm. FIFA then bring out their own game, people will think, well, what's going to stop me from you know trying out this one? Because if FIFA made their own game and they made like an online career mode, and you know, EA didn't, then it could it could see a big switch in what becomes the biggest popular most a most popular football game. Yeah, I think FIFA have already said there will be a FIFA twenty four that comes out in, in two thousand twenty four. Whether that's yeah. another publisher who kind of works with them on that. I think there's been rumors about two K um who might have recognised because of the, the NBA series and all the controversy around around those games. Um but yeah, it'd be, it'd be really interesting. I just I want you just to because I know we we talk off off camera quite a lot about the fact that pro clubs doesn't have cross play. Um, mm. The community was so upset when EA re- like announced that that cross play was going to be in every game mode, other than the one which is the most social one. <laughs> yeah, um, that's the the game mode that would have you know it would have affected the most. Uh, you know, cross play. It's all good having that an ultimate team, but I've actually only seen more problems come from that with people on PC, you know, managing to find ways to sort of hack the game and, and get results, like, you know, change the way that the gameplay is. Um, Pro Clubs is such a social game, like you mentioned. It can be, if you wanted to, 11 v 11. Like, there's a way for you to play with all your friends. Um, you know, I have friends who play on PlayStation. I play on Xbox. And you know we, we don't get to play against each other when we're in our own homes because there has been no crossplay and you know it, it's not the same playing on seasons like or an ultimate team or anything like that. Um, so I think if EA if EA made a crossplay available for pro clubs next year, I think that will keep the majority of the community extremely happy. Yeah. And like they've already got the um, 
they've already guaranteed they'll have all the the licensing rights and all that so that realism which is a big pull factor will still remain but i think yeah like i said there's one or two little wishes that fans are making and if they make those you know come to real like to come to life then i think it could be a success yeah, so it'd be really interesting to see where where they go with it, and obviously with the name, name EA Sports FC, I think a lot of the, the lot of the rumours suggest that it will be one title, and it will be free potentially, and it will be you know released uh, like as an update every year or concert yeah. updates that kind of stuff, which goes against the whole EA Sports FIFA model. Maybe that was FIFA's idea. Maybe they wanted it as a yearly release. We'll, we'll never know for for certain. But it's really interesting to see you know, where they go from here uh, and how it, how it changes. Um, Matt, from a, from someone who plays the 2K games, um, what would you expect from a FIFA game that is developed and published by 2K? Um, I don't think they can do it. No, I don't think they can do it. I, mm. I, I, I think... Two, I think two K. I mean, they've got some. They've got some good golf games. They've got. They've got their their biggest. Their biggest game is is, is that an NBA two K. Um, uh, NBA two K is mostly broken most of the time. Um, it's it's gone downhill since previous releases. Uh, 2K are a company that seem very hell-bent on making as much money as they can, which FIFA might love. Um, but it often leads to a lot of player dissatisfaction, uh, like in the community. So I think if 2K were to take it on, I mean, FIFA might and 2K might love that at first because they've got potential, potentially got the same goal, which is just to make as much money as they can. Mm. But what I think will happen is e- uh, there's two uh, two ways it will go, I think. Um, I think the first is, I mean, when you're rebranding a football game, when you've gone, you've called it FIFA for so long, and now EA are making their own game. The most important part is getting the marketing right to keep people on board. Uh, and a big part of that is the, the name. And EA Sports FC is a terrible name. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so it really is. It re- it's it doesn't roll off the tongue. It's got no cultural ref. Like what do you mean? Like, the the shortened versions. He ask for. Yeah, <laughs> that's really good, isn't it? We yeah. we wrote yeah. a whole piece on potential yeah. names. And we like, did. I remember this, mentioning the, we did. Yeah. I think we mentioned the A Sports FC, and that was just one we just oh, you know, it's not going to be that. It's just so dry. It doesn't. Yeah, dry. But the way it could work is like Lewis, like you were saying about if they made it like a uh, a free to play game or. Uh, or something like that where the model was built in it's similar to like warzone you know every all the money they make is in-game and it's in-game purchases it makes those in-game purchases um feel more necessary feel more fair uh because the game's free so so you're getting a free game and you can choose to throw money at it if you want like that's most people will more likely throw you know, the people that wouldn't throw any money at FIFA are people that might throw 80 quid in a year at a free exactly. FIFA game. Um, and and once you've thrown 80 quid uh, at, at a game, <laughs> you're probably going to throw 150 and then yeah. the, maybe 80 quid yeah. the year after. So it's so it's like because you, f- you don't feel like you're being cheated as much. 
but but that that's the only way it could work if they were to release like titles yearly or every two years or whatever their plan would be and do it very similar to how fifa is already set up i think what will happen is both companies will go their separate ways they'll lose a lot of money and then they'll realize they have to get back together to to to, to make this financially viable and they'll have to like it's kind of like that whole issue with uh tom holland wasn't going to play spider-man anymore and mm. and it was like but that's what the fans want so we have to make it work because because the sony licensing and stuff yeah. yeah and and sony wouldn't talk to marvel and vice versa and they were trying to make you know they they'd had chats in the past and sony would never let go of it and then sony realized hold on if we do this we might actually make some money off the back of marvel and they did they they did it and they made loads of money off the back of marvel yeah. and then they realized actually this is more beneficial to do it this yeah. way because we hold the rights but actually we're letting them make the films yeah. it um so i think fifa might realize okay we we might hold all the all the rights and and be able to sort of like say no we can't do this but actually if we if we let them do it we're going to make loads of money because mm. since the split we've lost billions of pounds yeah. <laughs> like that's what it's, that, yeah, that's yeah. what i sort of foresee yeah it is i, I do because it's interesting to think like it will sort of reveal who the problem is in a way like mm. if both release a game and then it turns out ea's is awful and fifa's is really good and fifa's is full of new ideas and stuff then it will be very obvious that it was ea making the decisions to not release things and it could be you know pretty impactful towards any future releases here they make on sport games if people are like oh well you know they made this sport game it was awful for 10 or however 30 years and then you know released fifa then released their own game and it was amazing yeah absolutely i, 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 I just want i just want to mention for the record um matt that uh 2k games his parent company is take two interactive uh, they their portfolio contains you know small little indie games. I'm not sure if you've heard of yeah, like yeah. Grand Theft Auto and yeah. Bioshock and Red Dead Redemption and Borderlands. Yeah. You know, yeah. all them like little games that like no one plays. I'm, um, I'm talking about the sports games that they make. I know, I know. <laughs> but um, what I'm saying is, Take Two Interactive, if they were to take on the FIFA license, they've got enough resource in house i would say to to give it a good go and it would be interesting like like lewis said you know who was who's who's who makes the best one you know may, may yeah. the best company win I, uh I, well, just before you just before you predict matt um okay right. was uk uh was tv sorry on the comments saying they should call it sensible soccer um uh, i did <laughs> google that actually as you were talking i think the, there is a sensible soccer the last one that was released was in 2007 uh, for Windows Vista, uh, which is a remake of the '96 version, so uh, that name is available. So uh, thank <laughs> you, thank you very much, uh, Matt. Sorry, uh, continue. I'm going to predict that both of them make mediocre football games. That's a fair <laughs> bet. Yeah, that's a deep. Yeah, that's, that's what. I, that's my prediction. Mm. I think EA based might on also change name <laughs> in the future as well. I think I, it's like um, the Washington Commanders. They when they had to change their name, they couldn't think of a name so they just called themselves washington football team for two years and it was the most boring name in the nfl and they finally changed it to washington commanders so it could be a case that ea make it ea sports fc spend two years to think of a name and then they'll finally rename it in two years mm. time oh, well in the comment have you got any other names that you can suggest for ea sports obviously they're you know they're struggling for money at the moment so they're probably you know not thinking of ideas and stuff um they only made a couple of <laughs> a couple of billion this year on on fifa so uh 
just let us know in, in the comments if you've got any any names any suggestions uh lewis i can't think that article it was there any decent names that we thought of you know might give them a few ideas um, oh, i'll have to look through it again yeah, yeah um I, I think there was i think uh, they shortened it to eafc we had that as like a main name didn't we yeah we and did, it was yeah. just like yeah. uh ea football like it, there's not you yeah. have ea and then something in front of it after yeah. it sorry um there's not a huge amount of things you could do i think yeah yeah um, what do you think they'll do think... with ultimate team do you think they'll just call it ut ut yeah it'll be ut it's just ultimate team but EA, EA Ultimate Team, so E out. E, e out, <laughs> e out, e out. Yeah. <laughs> e Ultimate Team, yeah. That's horrendous, isn't it? That's horrendous. It doesn't exactly roll off the tongue, does it? But, um, no, you know, look, there's, there's you know, there's rumours that, like, you know, as you've talked about before, that EA Sports aren't, you know, they're being held back by FIFA, and that's what they've said publicly. So we'll just have to see if they're right. It'll be interesting mm-hmm. uh, nonetheless, but we're expecting uh, EA to release their game a bit later on this year, maybe uh, around like October time, if it follows the kind of same pattern as, as previous ones, uh, late September, October time. Um, but for, I think FIFA has said that FIFA 24 won't come till 2024, so we'll have a bit of time. I mean, they haven't even announced who's going to make it with them yet and um i doubt fifa have got game developers um on their payroll at the moment uh, <laughs> so we'll see we'll see where where they go from there um but yeah just talking of uh, talking of updates uh, fortnite has had its first major update of 2023 um there's some really cool stuff like the falcon scout which is a remote controlled machine uh, that can be deployed to mark opponents open containers and even pick up loot uh, there's also some new reality augments, uh, and there's all they've also fixed the issue that caused them uh, caused them to disable the Deku Smash in Battle Royale as well. So it's been re-enabled, which is which is good news. I know Jasmine was talking about that uh, today, um, Matt. I know I know you've toyed with the idea of Fortnite before. Um, yeah, and obviously with Unreal Engine Five, it looks incredible now with the graphics as it is, mm. and obviously you have the zero build mode, which is like pure Battle Royale as well do you think you how likely are you to give give fortnite a go well i do play it occasionally um i do play it occasionally and i and i do enjoy it thanks for the invite it's uh, (laughs) (laughs) um i play it in secret when uh you you know when (laughs) when you're not looking and i i I play it occasionally and uh and it's 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 fun but it, but it doesn't. It, like I find it gets boring quite quickly. Um, Would a first-person mode help? What options between the two? Like, well, just just person. having it in in the same in the same think almost make... way of Call of Duty, so you're more similar to you know, you're more familiar with the mechanics and how the game plays and that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, I don't think it's a question of of being not being used to used to it. Uh, like in terms of it being third person, I think a first person mode would be a good option. Just like I would quite like to see being able to switch perspectives. Like, so if you wanted to play first person, you could without it being a whole different mode. Hmm. Um, uh, I would have probably done that in Warzone. Is like instead of having a separate mode, but but I I, I don't. I don't know whether it's just because I'm past the generation of people that play Fortnite, but but uh, and I'm game is for old, everyone. Old, 
Sli- slightly older now. No, but I mean, I mean the hype, like when it was when it was like you know there was huge hype around it, and and I I kind of missed that train. Um, like the Ariana Grande concert, like yeah, you know, like this, this, it was it was it was so big at one point. I mean, it still is, but like it it was so big at one point that it was just so ridiculous how big it was, and I missed all of that. So I don't know whether it's because I missed that hype, and now going in to play it, it's like it's good fun. I like I, you know I like it. Uh, I'll play it. it. It's a really good game if I want to just jump in and play a few games and then jump off. Whereas something uh, other fps titles uh sometimes feel more involved and i'm sure there's more levels to to fortnite Hmm. that i miss out on because i'm not you know i don't know all of the mechanics and i haven't committed myself to try and be like the best fortnite player in the world Hmm. um so i but i definitely would like to see a first person like mode like not mode like to be able to switch to a first person mm. view a bit like um you can do that in PUBG um and i i like that about that game so that would be good but i don't think it, i i don't know like i've got nothing bad to say about Fortnite but i i haven't got i haven't got anything that's like would I've, it just isn't a game that can keep me there for hours and hours and hours um it's a game that can keep me there for maybe like half an hour <laughs> to <laughs> an hour and and i and i enjoy that half an hour to mm. an hour very much but then after that i'm kind of a bit a bit bored um sorry no i know it's, it's your opinion we encourage encourage opinions i want you to talk openly and you know um and you know that generates debate doesn't it which is good for a podcast uh people talking that's <laughs> good good um jasmine says yes deku smash in all caps um yes um that's back which is good uh she also says so many people thought it wouldn't come back so glad so glad that they actually brought it back she also said zero build mode is so good um and I actually prefer third-person mode. You get much more visibility. I doubt I'd play first-person, to be honest. That's re- that's really interesting. I've grown up playing, you know, Call of Duty, Rainbow Six, um, you know, even like Medal of Honor, those type of games, like um, like where they're first-person. Um, and I- I'm just used to that. But then again, I love Gears of War as well, um, which was which was third-person. So um, yeah, maybe maybe that's the way fps games are going you should be able to switch between them um but lewis i know we talked off camera that you're you're not a big fps player you know you you don't really play games about shooting and things like that um is is there is there anything in particular that you think that could draw you to that to to that environment because i'm sure we'll get you streaming it at some point um just for a bit of content but uh what 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 would what would you look for in a game? What would draw you to that? I mean, if you, all your friends were playing it, what would what would be the the thing that would that push you to it? Like, do you know what? I have given it a go before, and I did like it. It's just I never. I think I missed that. Like Matt said, the big when it was really popular, when it was like the biggest game in the world by far. Like when when Ninja was playing it live stream with Drake. Like <laughs> when it was around that time. Um, that's when it was like at its best, I think. Uh, and I had a few friends who played it and stuff. And over lockdown, I got into it a bit. 
but I, again, I think it's just a case that I was never good at it. <laughs> and I think that's the main factor with games is that I'll play it with people who are already really good at it and I'll end up being awful. And then I end up just like losing. And yeah, I think that's the main factor with me is that I end up just not being this good. So I need to find the time to put the hours in, you know, get good at it. And then I, yeah, I probably would enjoy them. Yeah, that's it. It's, it's putting the hours in as well, and and also picking the right team, mate. If you can, if you can be carried for a little bit, um, and just kind of learn the ropes as you go along, that's that's a really good place to be. I know Matt. Matt was like that for a while with me. Um, I had to carry Matt for a while on Warzone, but he's pretty good now, so he, he doesn't need that support. Um, it's soon. It's soon changed. <laughs> it soon changed with the with the hours. Uh, Jasmine says, "Don't worry, Lewis. You can play with me. I'm terrible, so you won't feel like that." There you go. And if if uh, if skill based matchmaking is a thing, you'll be in a lobby with people who are just as bad as you. So it will work. <laughs> uh, so that's one positive to take away from skill based matchmaking. Um, but uh, I think I think that's all we got time for, guys. Um, hour and a half, oh. decent, 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 decent. Length. Yeah, yeah. Um, Lewis, Good I really job. hope you enjoyed your your first appearance. Uh, you got your first cap on the walkthrough. Yeah, uh, that'll come in the post. You can hang it on your wall uh, <laughs> as your as your first cap. Uh, so thank you for joining us. Really appreciate your your insight into all things FIFA sports and EA sports. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. Looking forward to my next appearance now. Yeah, cool. Uh, I'm sure you get the call up at some stage. I'm trying to fit as many football references as I can. <laughs> uh, and Matt, thanks again uh, for your time, for your input, um, for your opinions. Really appreciate your time. Thank you very much. No problem. Uh, cool. it's, it's always a pleasure. Thank you. Well, thank you everyone who watched the walkthrough this week. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for all the comments. If you enjoyed this video, please like. And if you haven't already, please subscribe. We've got some really cool stuff on our channel. So uh, yeah, just go and take a look at it. Uh, you won't be disappointed. I promise. Um, have a good week. Uh, we'll catch you next Wednesday at 4pm GMT again for the walkthrough where we'll be discussing the latest in gaming news. Uh, but for now, see you later. <laughs>